This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. We welcome in on the Roman guest line, Lindsey Brown from 1140 The Bet out in Las Vegas. Lindsey, any big plans tonight? What are you up to? Other than looking at Henrik Lundqvist, not much, guys. Not much. He's good to look at. I tell you what. Is he married? Do you know? Uh, he is married. He has twins. Um, he's very well dressed. He drives really nice cars. He's Swedish. Of course he he's does. Swedish gold tender to win a gold medal. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. You know, he got his jersey retired this year, and he's a very, very good uh, personality on the TV. So I'm glad that they have him on the panel. Tell you what, I was my whistle was whistling. <laughs> So Lindsay, uh, if let's say let's say it's nine o'clock, it's Friday night, it's Memorial Day weekend, you're just you're you're just chilling, you're watching some games, and you want to live bet some hockey, some pucks yeah. as we like to call it. Uh, Colorado down one nothing right now to the Blues, yet they're still slightly favored in this game, minus one fifteen. St. Louis minus one ten. If you had to place a live bet right now, would you take the Blues, being spotted a goal, or would you jump on Colorado to end this series? Because I want to do something, but I don't know what to do. Or would you just stay away? Also, the total's five and a half. So if you like the over or under, you could play that as well. Well, I, I'm I'm getting a little nervy for the Avalanche here because it's yeah. just to blow a lead in the last game, and then you have the Nathan McKinnon hat trick, and he has like an unbelievable otherworldly goal, only worthy of probably Connor McDavid's trophy case, and then you end up losing in overtime, and then you're kind of like playing in a very uh, passive manner. You're sitting back and you're down one, nothing in their building right now. So I'm kind of feeling the blues. Uh, I think the abs are probably gripping the stick a little bit tight right now. Cause they know that this is still the second round and they have a lot of pressure on them. And so the, the blues can play free and clear. And uh, I, I didn't give them much of a shot without Jordan Bennington, but Vile Husso's showed up and now they're riding the wave of why not us? Why not now? And it, they did it in 2019. So if you like the Blues tonight, any chance they could win Game 7 as well? Because like right now they're plus 1,600 to win the Cup. Uh, or do you think it goes 7 and then Colorado goes back home and takes care of business? Well, Game 7s are where dreams go to die, Ryan. And so I, it's tough for me to place a bet either way. But like I really think this is the Avs year to break through. I just think that they're going to just get scared all the way to the edge of of glory here and, and, for, and have to play Game 7 at home. But uh, like I said, anything can really happen in these latter stages, but all the momentum's with St. Louis. But between Colorado and Edmonton, these teams score in bunches, so all of a sudden it could be four to one going in their favor. You know who has not been scoring in bunches, uh, Lindsay? Uh, the Hurricanes and the Rangers, uh, especially mm. especially at New York. New York, obviously, one of the tougher places to play. MSG is no slouch. A lot of loud New Yorkers. It gets lit in there. Uh, what would you do in this game? Rangers are favored, obviously. Um, on the money line, it's just minus one ten. If you want to take them on the uh, on the puck line, it's plus two thirty, and the total is 
five, which is a half uh, a point lower than it was last game. Yeah, I like the Rangers, especially at home. If they can get scoring going early, like you said, that building can get rocking. And, you know, they've been able to force some comebacks late in games, but they really haven't had to play that style in this round. As you mentioned with Carolina, it's very a uh, disciplined style of hockey, four-check heavy. And they're not really reliant on superstars nearly as much as the New York Rangers. And so it's kind of to their detriment right now because – then you kind of look around, well, who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be like an inspiration if they uh, have like a little bit of belief instilled in them? Because that was like Andre Svechnikov a couple of years ago when they were in the bubble. And he's the one that does the Michigan goal where he like goes behind the net, lifts it up on his stick, and then sneaks it just below the crossbar, like all in one motion. And like with plays like that are the ones you see from Connor or the ones you see from Nathan McKinney, you're like, oh my God, am I watching like an actually demigod right now play? And that can help kind of sustain you through those scoring droughts. And so I, I just think there's so much energy going with the Rangers, even though they dropped the last game. And I got I got to ride with my boys, guys. I got to ride with them. I love that. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Uh, after what you saw from Edmonton, um, like – what are your thoughts on them moving forward? You know, I actually I'm thought scared. that I thought that that was going to be a better series. Uh, played Calgary a couple times. I was yeah, I was I wrong. Eaten up on Calgary. I, I even last thought night. about playing some futures with them, but I mean Edmonton looks so damn good right now. When a team gets hot like this in the postseason, do you just continue to ride them, or, or what are your thoughts yeah. on them just moving forward? Yeah. When, yeah, with Edmonton, there's something cooking right now. And yeah. there's just like, there's something, there's like a sparkle in the eye. And then Connor McDavid didn't even have that great of a game. He told us himself in his, in his presser. Yeah. But he's the one that scores in the overtime winner. And you see the celebration that he displayed. You're like, there, there's demons being exercised like on a nightly basis for this team. And so I'm very nervous about them. And, and in terms of like your futures for Calgary stuff, get off that boat. Half their roster is going to be uh, up in the air for, for this summer. Um, and, and I was shocked too, in terms of like how crazy that game one was, but they really made uh, Jacob Markstrom who's up for Vesna this year, look very average. And so I just think they lost confidence in their ability to maintain leads. And I, they have they have they have hockey Jesus. Like what else what what else do you want them to do? And so I think Colorado is really the only team that's truly equipped, like athleticism skill wise, to probably slow them up. But at this point, the Avalanche, if they get ground down in the seven games against you know the St. Louis Blues, who are hitting hitting pucks and and stealing their confidence, I'm like, oh, is this the goal of Knights from two years ago when they had their soul stolen by Vancouver and then couldn't score against Dallas? Like I could see that happening in two seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have a question for you. This is like a sort of it's related, but I just want to go back to the Rangers really fast. Uh, they've given up two um, two underman goals, and I don't understand what is going on there. Two shorthanded goals. Not sure why. I just wanted to get your thought process on like why there are certain teams that do that, especially in the playoffs on the road. Like what's behind sure. that, and how do they clean that up? Well, I, I I haven't watched that that game that closely in terms of their their shorthanded chances against, but the way that I've seen them run their power play, like Adam Fox is so dynamic up top 
and you have like Artemi Panarin on the left side boards. And then you also have like D'Angelo out there with the second unit. And they're really looking for that pass from the top D uh, to those flanks. And sometimes when you have players that are really good skaters, that are really smart, that have great vision, they don't always have the best habits. And sometimes you're like, oh, I can for sure laser this pass. Oh, I can for sure make this happen. And then all it takes is it going off of somebody's shin guard by like a millimeter. And all of a sudden the puck is bouncing and I got a breakaway goal in the other way. Oof. And so like Igor's looked really, really good in this second, uh, second round compared to the first. But it's also putting your goaltenders in really big spots on, the, on shorthand. You're supposed to have those. Like, you got to give him a chance. But, you know, in the playoffs, he's still very young. This is his second season. And so we're still feeling things out as we're, as we're winning games in the Blues. Lindsay, it's 22-18 to 18 right now. Miami has the lead in the first quarter. Who do you think gets it done? And then uh, what are you doing in the finals, if anything? If it's Boston and if it's uh, Golden State, what are you going to do? Well, it is Golden State. Boston, Golden State, what would you do? Or Miami. <sighs> I want this series to go seven games because I just feel like there's so many injuries on both sides. I want like the full blown war of attrition bit, but I just, I don't know, Jimmy, if Jimmy's looking better and, and he's actually contributing, I like the heat, but if he's completely hobbled and, and, and uh, neutralized like he was last game, then I like the Celtics. And I don't know how anybody's going to stop the Warriors. I mean, the spirit of the Wiggins is just too damn strong. Trista, you have to agree with me. What is your thoughts on the evolution of Andrew Wiggins? Because obviously he was never going to evolve into this version of him in Minnesota. No. Just too much baggage, too much expectations, you know, and, and just like sometimes that's the way that it goes when you're the number, you know, the, the first round pick and expected to do all these things. Like, mm-hmm. just what are your thoughts on on what he's doing? Are you happy for him? Like, could he go to another team if, if the Warriors were to trade him and still be this version of Wiggins? Or do you think he's closer to the Minnesota version? I'm super pumped for him. And I think that if he were to go to another team, it's not like he's going to revert back to whatever he was. Like, there's lessons learned. He's in the best run organization in sports, arguably. And he's playing with, you know, generational talents. And so you're just by osmosis and being near each other's gym shorts, you're probably going to get a little bit better and have a better idea of how to conduct yourself. But, like, I think there's so much pressure, like you said, in terms of number one overall picks to be everything, to be you know, the guy that gets the points, the guy that plays defense. And he got the points, but he didn't play defense in Minnesota. And nobody else did either. And so it's not just his fault, but he was the one that was picked before Carl. And Carl's, you know, the greatest shooting big man you've ever seen. And there's just a different mythology around Maple Jordan versus Carl. And like you said, there's no way that he blossoms into this. But I – I didn't expect him to be nearly as quick pickup as he has been, but I think that's expedited by the fact that, you know, Steph got hurt and, and you had clay out. So he was playing big minutes with big responsibilities and still being coached up by Steve. So it's like, maybe this is a step, maybe his number one overall pick potential is more about being defensively sound yeah. and playing to the, to the details and to your marks and to your spots. And I just don't think Minnesota at that time had a culture that could command that from someone or bring it out from someone because I think everybody has it, but not everybody knows how to access it. Yeah, and the defense really has led the way with Wiggins. It feels mm-hmm. like his role and responsibility, uh, Lindsey Brown here from 1140 The Bet, who is a huge Minnesota Timberwolf fan, uh, even though she's in Las Vegas, uh, feels like that they said, just 
just be our defensive wing. Be 6'6 and long. Yeah. And then Simplify. If, if the offense comes to you, shoot the ball. You're going to get a lot of open looks, Wiggs. But, like, your whole thing is just lock other people down. And then it just feels like he's like, oh, well, that, that's all I need to do. And and just shoot kind of like when it only when it comes to me. I don't have to be the primary option. And then it's kind of like, wow. So to to, to that point, when you saw him dunk over Luca and, and poke Luca in the eye, what were your thoughts? Oh, I was just like, this is such a great poster for him. And it just like, I, I was, I made the spear of the Wiggins thing up kind of as a joke, like, because I expect him to be good, but not this good. And so now that he's been able to prove it on the biggest stage, I'm just like, yes, Andrew, yes. Dunk over the next generation talent. Yes. Make yourself a legend. Like this is, these are players like I tend to remember rather than like the superstars because everybody's like all about stats and how many championships and MVPs. I'm just like, I like to see people that, create really unique moments with their athleticism or just imagination and he can combine a little bit of both but like that I'm not even that impressed by most dunks I was impressed by that dunk man that was exciting stuff really quickly before we get you out of here Jabari Smith minus 200 to go over one number one overall Chet Holmgren plus 185 Paolo Bancaro plus 800 if you were the Orlando Magic who would you pick and who would you place your money on I'd probably go Chet on both ways. I think he's been the narrative favorite. I'm not the one that follows NBA prospects super closely, but that's usually how it works out, especially with uh, the program that he's coming from. Awesome stuff, Lindsay, so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Ryan had to run somewhere, but he gives you his best wishes. Uh, That is Lindsay Brown from 1140 The Bet. We will talk to you soon, miss. Sounds good. Have a great Memorial weekend. You too.